How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. We're doing uh, Tongues Out Podcast live today on our first live uh, podcast stream. Um, just wanted to let some friends know that I was doing this just a second ago uh, in their Discord channel. It's just like a, a random gaming channel that I'm in, but um, a lot to, to talk about today. Um, I've never, first off, I've never done one of these before where I essentially talk directly to um, to an audience um, when I've done streaming, it's always been like, I'm, I'm actively playing like a game and I'm engaging with my audience that way. So this is definitely going to be really new to me. If I make mistakes or things come about, then, um, you know, don't, don't mind throwing it in the chat. Just let me know. Um, outside of that to that, uh, today it's just really, it's just a, a trial just to see how this is going to work out. Um, and, and see, just kind of like it's it's a learning experience. I'm gonna see obviously a lot of things that I'm doing wrong, what I could improve on. But essentially it's gonna be the same thing as if I was just doing a normal podcast as well. So this is gonna be more like you get to see exactly what I'm like what I'm looking at. Some we'll have some supporting argument or like supporting material to like what I'm discussing. So when it's in an audio uh, audible format, you really don't get that. And when I've been recording the podcast, the, the two most recent ones, it's just been of, of me. This time around, though, now I'm going to incorporate a little bit more of just like a little bit thorough research. I want to start making this a platform where if I have like any, um, if I have like any uh, subscribers and they want to like discuss about any specific subject, then I'll throw that in there as well. If you see me occasionally looking to my right, it's just because I'm, I'm trying to like make sure I'm not missing anything in the chat. Um, and uh, yeah, so like if anyone has like any questions to pitch it to the chat, that's kind of like revolves around the subject that I'm talking about at the moment, then by all means they could do that. I'm going to start off uh, today, actually um, today's podcast with a question that was actually pitched to me by a friend earlier today on Facebook, actually. Um, uh, let me actually let him know that I'm doing this, too, so he knows that. Um, uh, if he's even awake, because he's East Coast. But I should have done this before. Uh, but again, you know, this is what making mistakes looks like. Um Um, so anyways, um, so my friend had asked me earlier today, um, I wrote about a year ago, I think it was that I'm personally probably never going to buy a property, uh, that I'm more than likely going to always be a perpetual renter and that, um, I don't really see the necessity to really owning property or not owning like I, I can understand owning commercial property if that's ever something I want to tackle in the future, maybe. But like owning like my own house or owning like my own condominium, I never really thought I would ever do that. And so he asked me today, he was like, you know, I was thinking about you and I, I was still wondering if you would, um, if you're still not open to purchasing a house, if I'm always going to be renting. And so I've had a year to kind of sit and think about this. One of the uh, things that's going to help support my argument is that I actually moved into a house in November 
to try to see if that was something that I was going to enjoy. Um, like uh, having my own house, having like multiple bedrooms, seeing the benefit in that. Cause for a long time I've always lived with roommates. Um, and, uh, when I was in relationships, I would, I would normally just like rent out like apartments, didn't really see the benefits of owning like a house. And so I've been like one of those type of people my supporting my argument supporting why I would be renting forever was the fact that it allowed me the flexibility of just doing whatever I wanted to do. I've always viewed myself as the type of person that really isn't going to be really fixated in one location. Um, I lived a majority of my life in Florida up until my mid twenties, and then when I made the decision to move to Columbia, the country, uh, for a few years. The moment I came back to the States, I told myself that I never wanted to be the person that that had to stay fixated in one location forever. And I still don't believe that. And so I've been living in in Las Vegas now for five years, which I feel like has been a very long time. I've been kind of forced to have to do it for um, personal reasons I'm not going to discuss on this podcast, but um, it's looking like that's going to be kind of the thing for, for going forward for a little bit. And so, um, but me and my wife have been talking about looking at the next destination where we want to go. And, um, we're not entirely sure yet where that is. Um, we have some ideas. We're kind of excited about one of them. If it ends up working out that way, then, um, we might actually look into buying in the area that we're, we're looking to possibly move to, um, but to answer your question, Brian, I still don't like the idea of owning property. I'm actually glad that I didn't invest because at the time I was thinking about either buying a house or renting a house. Um, and luckily I first made the decision to rent because I wanted to make sure that I liked the area that we were living in. And I I hate having a big house. <laughs> I really do. It's a lot of cleaning. Um, I have one room that's not even being used. You could argue that it would probably be used a lot more if I had family that was coming in. But because of COVID-19, it's not being used at all. And so essentially we've been forced to like, I have my own office. My wife has her own office. We have our own bedroom. And the other room was made for our daughter, but essentially she's been sleeping with us, uh, you know, with her crib and everything in, in our room. And so the, the, the other room hasn't really been used. You could argue that as she gets older, um, you know, obviously she'll need her own room. But again, like me and my wife both don't need our own offices. It doesn't really make sense. We're not like one while one person's working, the other person's kind of watching Luna. And then while the other person's working, uh, the other person's watching Luna. So essentially there's never an instance where both of us are working at the exact same time. So there's real no necessity to have both of us having our own office. So we, we just kind of made it that way. So like I can have like all of my, this real estate to do whatever I want. And then she has all that real estate to do whatever she wants to do with it. But I, I don't know. I just, it's not something that I really feel like I need. And so um, if I did own something, it would probably be a lot smaller of a place. Um, No more than three bedrooms. I don't think I need anything more than three bedrooms. And, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm glad also that I didn't invest because real estate property, I feel like is going to 
diminish in value here in Las Vegas. I, I really feel bad for a lot of people that pulled a trigger and buying property because luckily for me, let's say worst case scenario happened and uh, I lost my job. My wife lost her job and we only had enough savings to really pay off the next six months of rent. After that, if, if worse came to shove uh, or push came to shove, I could move back to Florida and be, you know, unfortunately have to live with my family, but that's a realization that I have. Whereas if I own a property, more likely what's going to happen is that, you know, if I can't find a job that I'm going to have to try to see if I can find someone to rent the property. And if I can't, um, then I'm going to have to foreclose on, on, on my property. And that foreclosure is just as bad as a bankruptcy. You're looking at your credit taking a massive tank. Even if you do like a short sell, that's horrible for your credit. And so I'm glad that I don't have that pressure on me because there was a moment for about two or three months after the pandemic hit and I got furloughed that I was like, uh, like, I don't even know what our situation is going to be like. Like we definitely can't live off of just my wife's income. And, um, that recently has changed for us with me doing Medicare sales now, but, uh, and having the ability to do that from home. But if it wasn't for the case, then, uh, I mean, yeah, you could argue I could have gotten creative with the additional pressure. I probably would have would have definitely worked a little bit harder. But again, I would be put in a position where I don't want to risk myself being out in public and, and getting um, COVID-19 because my daughter at the moment just can't risk getting that kind of a disease. And so I really would have, I would have been so stressed out with having to decide to kind of um, the perspective I would have dealt with. So I'm glad I didn't buy in Las Vegas. If I was living in a different area, possibly, I, I mean, I might change my mindset about buying, but I'm going to stick with renting for a while. I, I, I enjoy the flexibility. I enjoy the ability that I can go anywhere. And honestly, if you're a, if you're a smart person, what most people should do when they're renting is, is taking the money that they're saving from not having to invest and repair your property and things of that nature. And they should take that money and put it somewhere to generate, um, should just generate interest on it so that you can offset the, the losses that you're not making by owning a property. Because obviously when you own real estate, it is an investment per se. And obviously throughout the course of history, real estate eventually does, um, build up value. And I think it's, uh, I don't quote me on it, but I think it's on average like 7.5% that you could generate on, on real estate value every year over year on average. I mean, obviously depending on the area, if you lucked out and invested somewhere and it ended up becoming a very popular area, that number could be higher. Or if you invested in an area like Las Vegas right now, it's probably going to be a lot lower, but if you fluctuated over like a span of like, I think 10 to 15 years, um, the, the average rate of return on a house purchase is about seven and a half percent. I could tell you though that if you invested in the market in that same time period, you're definitely going to be making a lot more. The market does fluctuate, but it has a track track record of just doing this. I mean, it does have its fluctuations, but if you play the long game and you just put your money aside and don't look at it and don't touch it, then I mean, putting your money in the market is probably a little bit better of a move. Saving, you know, with rent and just only. Like I view like a property as just a place to just like kind of sleep. I, I hate the idea of having to stay somewhere. 
unless obviously COVID-19 really changed that for a lot of people, changed that for myself. But if it wasn't for COVID-19, I would not be in this house right now. I would be in other places doing other things with my family. Um, but like in, in moments like COVID-19, I guess having a, a big place and, and having like a ton of stuff that you could do in your house is pretty great. But again, I don't think I need the additional real estate to do something like that. Um, there are moments sometimes that I, I've, I wish I could like, I don't know, like paint the walls, certain colors or, or do certain things, but, and, and like you have to, you ask your landlord and, and deal with that. But honestly though, like I don't want to be a painter. I don't, I don't, I, I would not enjoy painting one room, let alone multiple rooms. It's just not me. So it's just like, there are other people that are like, like if you're a hardy person and you like getting involved and like working on things, then I could see like why owning your own property is kind of cool. Outside of like the investment approach, you get to like put a lot of your soul into a, a, a place. Like my parents do that. They've remodeled literally the entire house or entire house that I grew up in. And it looks phenomenal, the work that they did. Um, and you could really only do something like that, or you would only want to do something like that if you owned it. So I could appreciate why people would want to own for that aspect or, or, or like I said, as a, like an investment. But I always think of the fact of like owning real estate as a stressor. I think like um, that's just the way I framed it in my mind. Let's say even if I, I owned, owned a property and wanted to rent it out, I have to deal with like um, um, tenants and like dealing with like trying to deal with tenants during a pandemic right now and wondering if your tenants are going to be able to pay rent would be so stressful. Like thinking about owning multiple properties during something like this or a financial crisis must be the most stressful thing as landlords. And, you know, obviously if you don't have tenants renting, you're not making money and you're having to cough up the cost for the mortgages on multiple different properties. So the idea of, of even owning a property and, and then, you know, renting it out, there's no guarantee in that. And then you also don't know the likelihood that you're going to have a good tenant unless it's like a, a close friend or that you could trust or a close family member. I don't have a big family and no one in my family would rent for me because they already have like their own houses. So I can't even rely on family. And so it would have to be friends. And I honestly don't really have the type of friends that I would really trust as tenants, to be honest. Um, they're great people, but I mean, I have like, but the financially responsible friends already have like their own things that are not going to rent for me. And so like the people that I would know that would probably need a place to rent are probably people I'm not going to trust to to have. And so I'm going to have to look for a stranger. I'm going to do research. Yeah, you could hire a company to do that, but those are costs and those costs diminish your, your value that you're going to be gaining from your property. So, um, it's just, a, it's, it's a headache. Like I don't, I'm not the type of person that like wants millions of different ways of making money and like all of them require involvement for me and having to think about like, um, like I need to worry about this industry. Now I need to worry about this industry. Now I need to worry about that. Like I would rather have like something like this. It's just like a hobby that possibly in the future, if it blows up enough that I can make some money from, um, and then maybe my own thing but it it doesn't really require a, a lot of my time and that's about it like my like my my wealth really comes from this one thing and obviously they say you know don't try to get all your money from one industry and i would never argue for that 
but you could take the money that you make and invest it. And that doesn't really require any of your time because if you're a long investor, how I, I how I approach investing, then you just kind of throw your money into the market and just let it sit. And then, you know, 10, 15, 20 years when it comes time to collect on dividends and things of that nature, you can do that. But so, yeah, I, I, I still eight times out of 10 or uh, again, a majority of the time I would see myself renting um, two times out of 10. The reason why I would probably buy is just because of a, a, a phenomenal investment opportunity that, you know, obviously would be stupid to not jump on or if I change in five to 10 years and want to become more of a hands-on type of person, maybe then, but I don't really see that as like, I've been kind of this way for a long time, but it would also be far-fetched for me to think that I, I don't change an in interest over periods of time in my life. But the idea of being hands-on just doesn't seem like something I would want to do. And it's also something that my wife, like my wife's creative, but I don't think she also would want to get hands-on. And so unless like our daughter wanted to, I don't know. I, I also don't like, I'm going to homeschool my kid as well. I'm going to homeschool my daughter and so that doesn't really require us to really be fix, fixated in one area. And like, I want her to appreciate like traveling and, and seeing different things and getting different perceptions of different areas of the world. I, I, I love that idea of just like being a, like a, a backpacker, like in an RV or like a really awesome souped up van that you can like have like internet from, you could do your work from, and just like, you could just go anywhere you want or have a boat, but boats are, are to me seem kind of dangerous. Um, I, I would rather probably have like a, a big vehicle that just ha is big enough for me to sleep in, to shower in, to have maybe some bikes inside of and like have all our clothes and everything. There is obviously risk with that. You know, people can steal, they can rob you a little bit easier than a house. Um, security is probably something that most people have to think about. I don't know that lifestyle. I've only talked to maybe a couple people that have done it before in their life, but they love it. They enjoy it. And when I watch, I watch a lot of YouTubers that do that kind of lifestyle and they love it as well. Um, I haven't met anyone yet that has a family that's like husband, wife and, and a kid doing it. But I mean, I don't see why you couldn't do that homeschooling. Um, but so, yeah, uh, that's just the addressing that. The next thing I want to talk about is I saw um, an Instagram post from someone that I could clearly tell was probably. <laughs> What's up, Lightstorm? How are you doing? Um, so thank you for tuning in, by the way. Um, I saw a Instagram post from someone. That's what this page you're seeing right now. Um of someone that was claiming that 94% like the CDC recently like on on like didn't disclose that they had changed uh their parameters and that they claimed that only 6% of the total deaths of people that had COVID-19 actually died specifically from COVID-19 and that everyone else died from other things but they just had traces of COVID-19 100 100% 9k people Oh okay so Lightstorm, you, you probably know where I'm going with this. Um, so this was updated, this uh, the CDC's website. So this is the CDC's website. Um, 
updated August 26, 2020. Um, I was actually interested to see this. So on here, this shows a graph since the beginning that they were keeping track of this information. Uh, they have it broken down pretty much by almost every metric, uh, like outside of this. Like there's, I can go, I think it's here. Yeah. So I can go here and break it down to like, uh, to like, um, I forget what kind of graph this is. Um, a table chart, excuse me. There's a line graph. And then if you go down, there's like other things that you could research as well, like nationalities and things of that nature, regions, um, states and things of that nature. But I just want to address this part real quick. So um, I have it under all sexes. This is from the beginning of time that they were keeping track of it. As you can see, like this is like the, the worst time period right here. This is probably when like New York City had it pretty bad and Florida was starting to get it uh, as well in California. But it's like, like when New York had it the worst. And uh, you can see, obviously, it's broken down by age groups. The top number right here is the oldest group below that and it goes it kind of goes down it follows this, the metric of like the older you are the higher mortality rate but one of the things i found interesting and this kind of leans on i work at the mayo clinic here in, in minnesota so the amount of false news is equal with my education i can't wrap my head around it oh wow hey lightstorm are you available to talk on discord at the moment um i would actually love to to talk to you about this if you are if not no worries um, but that's awesome. I didn't know. I did not know that. Um, but um, when you, when you when you look at this though, they have it broken down to like total deaths and total deaths. Off, it's just a huge number of people here. And this is da- this is um, not daily, weekly amount of deaths. So this isn't like the total amount over the since the beginning of February. Every one of these metric points is uh, the weekly total amounts. And um, obviously, again, it follows pretty much the same demographic of age groups. Um, you can see that it's trending down, which is actually one of the great things to see. It depends on what you wanted to talk about. I have some NDAs. Uh, we could talk in general. Like, I'm not going to bring up anything that you can't discuss. Um, I, I definitely am going to respect your NDAs. I, I have, I've put people on and been a victim of many of NDAs. So trust me, I know how that works. So if you're open to it, for sure, I'll share the Discord link to you. Um, uh, let's see here. Let me make sure. Let's do my old Discord. I'll send it to you privately in a whisper. I don't know if you can, uh, if that takes you in, I have your old one. Okay, cool. If you have my old one, then yeah, definitely come in. If, if you can't come into that specific channel, then I'll just drag you into it. What's up, man? I know, right? How's it going, man? Thanks for coming in, man. That's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh podcasting now, man. Life's changed. Um this is kind of the thing that I want to do, but I've had a, a podcast I've been doing for about three months now, daily. Um and um uh, I told myself that on Sundays now I kinda wanna try out doing like live podcasting where I just kinda chit chat, talk about different things. 
similar to how I normally do my podcast already, but just kind of involving a community of people that are interested in what I'm talking about at the moment. So, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, this pandemic has just been a super interesting thing to say the least. Um, uh, okay, cool. Can you, can you discuss like, uh, what makes it terrifying? Can you, uh, do you mind, do me a favor? I forgot, I, I didn't realize I was doing something. Uh, I forgot to do something. Let me hold that thought for just a second, please. Can you still hear me? Okay, then I need to, let me just. No, 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 you're on a good mic. Uh, I'm trying to make sure that my um, device that I use for recording, so like I'm recording uh, or Twitch is recording and I'm going to upload this on YouTube, but the, the platform that I'm using to upload to like my uh, podcast uh, uh, platform, it's not recording your end. And I just don't want to miss any of this stuff. Um, if, if you're cool, let me try to figure out like what's going on with that at the moment. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, hey, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so actually, it's not going to record your end of things um, then. Um, it's still just going to be recording my voice. Um, so with uh, with the pandemic and the way it's kind of working out, so what do you specifically do for the Mayo Clinic, Mayo Clinic if you don't mind me asking?
How long have you been with the Mayo Clinic? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, wow, that is that is pretty interesting, man. I did uh, I did not know this information. I um would love to to like like set up a time and maybe talk a little bit more in detail about like things that you already like predetermined that you can talk about. Um, I don't want to put you in a position. I want to ask like a lot of questions, but I feel like if I do, it's going to be putting you in a position where you're going to want to um not really involve so much of yourself in it because of the fact that, you know, the position of work that you're in at the moment, but blurt out my first opinion or my first, uh, well, I got reverb now. Uh, my first, I can't just talk off of my ass, basically. Yeah, so no. I have to really be smart and, and tactful and tasteful for what I what I do and what I say. And like I said, like uh, this would literally be the first time. Thank God nobody knows my real name. This is the first time ever my voice is matched with like my online name, you know. So uh, outside of my own control. Yeah. So it's very weird for me, but I mean, I'd be I'll be more than willing to gather some information and talk and you know i'm i'm down to answer just like little questions of what what i can what i can personally see what's going on in my town with one of the largest hospitals and with this huge other side movement of black lives matter because dude it really comes together and i don't know how much you want to hit on that but um those two things right now are, are really big hot subjects and if we aren't careful with what we say, it can really hurt us in the long run. Yeah, of course. You know? um, so uh, are your thoughts, uh, are your thoughts uh, that right now, as we see uh, um, a downward turn, which is, which is great. Ultimately uh, I know uh, what they were saying on this website as well as that there is a delay on, on the reporting on something. So, um, so the reporting that, my understanding from what I've read and, and multiple sources, including my own, with the numbers declining, I have a strong suspicion that people in the Midwest uh, are kind of like, oh, it's wintertime. It's going to go away. And, you know, wintertime is, is naturally in our world like a uh rebreathing time to to really grow on yourself and and really survive the winter you know that's our human instinct to do that and i feel like with those human instincts i feel like now people are just oh winter's coming it's going to go away it's not going to be a big deal and i think that's completely the opposite i think the longer we keep these kids in our schools uh i think right now we're going to see a big jump in what i would like to say a really big problem I think we're going to see kids between the ages of six and 11 get really sick and really hurt. And right now we're only seeing like 2000 cases of people that are in the ages of like 24 and 26, I think, or something like that. Uh, There's only like 2000 people and it's going down. 
but I have a strong feeling and strong suspicion it's going to go up um, you... for cases. Now, deaths is a big, it's a different story. We don't really, um, oh, can I? Yeah. So, like, the numbers that I read often aren't directly the numbers that I have. Gotcha. Or can what we, I've can seen. we discuss like what I what I'm looking at? Is that something more that you can with like an open mind or like without really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I, I I'm seeing like for instance in uh well I guess we'll go like to to current like I guess the last three. You should months. go. You should go within. Actually, a, a better parameter would be to like maybe do it for this last month. Gotcha. Right? So take so take our last month, take the highest peak of month, and and take the beginning. That way we can come up with a a number that we can maybe guesstimate of what could be right and what couldn't. Um, that's the best thing I can say about these types of charts because okay. the the charts that you're looking at now, you see an increase on like five eighteen through four twenty five or four eighteen. I'm sorry, eight twenty to 25 you're looking at the highest numbers possible that we've had in the united states well why did those happen why did those deaths happen right what's what's deaths were recorded um to be truly a covid incident um that's a big thing even doctors are having problems determining like oh i don't i mean it, we were exactly caught off guard by this and we didn't know exactly what to do. And I think a lot of people took numbers out of a hat and said, you know what, we're going to get a little bit more funding and I shouldn't be saying that, but uh, we're going to get a little bit more funding. We're going to get, we're going to get a little bit more praise. We're going to get, you know, a little something, something kickback later. I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge market that a, a lot of people don't really think about. I think they dismiss it. Is uh, it pharmaceutical. true? Is it true that hospitals get a financial incentive currently if they um, dock a, a, a passing or someone that's infected with COVID? Uh, do they get a financial incentive to to treat and <laughs> and 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 dispose of individuals that are, that are uh, um, COVID positive or marked as COVID, as COVID, gonna- COVID as a main cause of death? Right. So I'm going to just crack open a beer on this one. Um, I cannot deny or confirm, you know, so do you now, if you ask my personal, personal, personal opinion, uh, absolutely. Um, is that what the, is that what we're seeing here with the total deaths and the COVID-19 deaths? Is that what that, I, I believe so. Yes. If you had to ask me, a friend sitting next to each other, having a beer and asking me, um, yeah, I, I really do believe that. Um, but I'm not too far from thinking some things are, um, skeptical. I, I feel that as Americans, we are supposed to be skeptical of our government and the people that, you know, make trillions of dollars a year off of death. I think it's our duty as Americans and humans to always say hmm i wonder if these you know these numbers are true you know um that's like the the age-old question of are ballots are ballots always true in you know we're going through that now we're going through so much right now and it's hard for our brains to get 
that all wrapped around. And I feel like a lot of these numbers that we're seeing are false. Are you, if you're a healthy individual, so it's, so what I'm, what I'm trying to ultimately get to is that being a healthy individual, are you really supposed to stress that you have COVID not to talk about like, you know, should you stay indoors? Should you, um, you know, social distance and not, you know, reassure other people that you're not going to infect them, but let's assume that you get it. And you're healthy, and you do what you're supposed to do, like stay indoors and everything of that nature. Uh, is After it, 14 days? Uh, well, I, I've even heard that 14 days is not even long enough. And I've, I know no, someone uh, personally. Days. Yeah, I know someone personally that um, was still showing um, traces of COVID-19, you know, even past the 14 days. Correct. Um, so I've also heard. I've also heard that I have a few friends that um, are. Oh, um, okay. So I have one friend that he, he actually works in the morgue. Um, she's a wonderful woman. She works in the morgue of the Mayo Clinic. So I often get to ask very journalistic questions to her of what she's seeing and, and what nature of people are coming in with this said disease and, and whatnot. And she tells me, she's like, you know, she's seeing people that are 26 years old healthy healthy you know yeah. they, they're string beans they're all got muscle to them they've all been football players they've all been basketball players. it doesn't matter there's no there's no mask for this they they covid has no doesn't care who you are you know and i feel that personally from what i hear from other people that healthy is a very loose term because what you're considered healthy is very different than what the book standard is to what COVID is being outlined with, right? Yeah. The outline, the outline, outlining of the COVID book is very loosely written. It's very poorly written. And it was done under Fauci that he, he always hasn't, he's been there when it counted, but from, the outside looking in, he's very off on his way of thinking about whole. You know, he kind of just wants his rule over things. And in, in, from what I've gathered from friends and talking that are doctors, some of them are doctors, some of them are nurses, um, that they believe that this is a lot more serious than anybody's saying. Oh, and, wow, really? Yeah. I also feel that I live in a state where they really have to, I can get a lot of trouble for saying this. The Mayo Clinic runs the city of Rochester. Um, Anybody that's lived here knows that. Um, There is a, I don't want to get into conspiracy because that's not what we're here for, but there's a huge group of people that live in this town that really believe that they make their own rules and they don't abide by anybody's because they make the money. They are the ones that keep people alive. They are building everything they can to make the Mayo Clinic larger and bigger to, to hold more people. Uh, they started breaking ground two days after COVID where it, when it got really big. Two days after that, they started building a new hospital wing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and that happened overnight. Basically, overnight, they got approval and they said, hey, you know what? We got $20 million. We're going to let it rip. Let her eat. 
and now they're building uh, a larger portion and a nicer portion of the, of a hospital. You know, our resource center is going to be huge. How uh, how is COVID nineteen in Minnesota? Is it um, trending? I'll more? be honest with you. I will be completely honest with you. I really don't think it's too bad. I think we're sitting at like sixty four thousand cases, and I think there's been like two thousand deaths. You're close, um, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at. I um, believe. I don't. I don't even cool. have your stream up right now. I oh, actually yeah. have some. No worries. I'm taking. <laughs> um, uh, Google is saying um, Minnesota total cases seventy five two thirty eight and deaths uh, eighteen sixty five. So you were like right there, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I up towards northern parts of Minnesota, you're really not going to get a huge, huge, huge. Um, population growth of a COVID, you know, incident happening just because it's so, it's so damn remote. Um, and you got to understand our main, if there was an age bracket that I could think of, there were probably, God, 45 to 80 probably rules more than there are 20 year olds. So more vulnerable for sure. More vulnerable, but they, 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 Stay they there. stay inside yeah. and they don't leave and, and their kids or their grandkids are, are helping them. I feel like, I feel like Minnesota's did a really good job of keeping cases low, but you are, you can look up right now. I brought your stream back up. You can look up in uh Mankato, Minnesota. There was a group of teachers that recently uh, went out to a bar just to go have fun. Let some steam go. Right. And they ended up having to shut down the school because of these four teachers. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody can get it, you know? And I feel like Minnesota's done a really good job of having, you know, 75 to like 50 cases a day in some counties. I feel like that's pretty cool. Some counties only have like 25 over the whole period, you know? Yeah. Um, With zero deaths, there's been a large area of Minnesota that I don't feel had as many deaths as they said there were, you know, because it's a lot. They're, they're saying almost 2000 deaths, but on the news, you're not really, you're not really hearing the same number. You know, Minnesota, uh, that I, I didn't realize it was that many. I mean, obviously I felt like maybe after the black lives, uh, matter movement and yes, yeah, economics so, opening up as well with like states being kind of forced to reopen up the economics of of, of industry. I felt like you know obviously that accelerated. That's that so hub you, that we were looking at before this. Yeah. Um. So that? this like between what, July, early July to to you know early this month. You know, I will say. This month, I've heard nothing but good things from people in the community about what's going on. I've heard nothing but good things since the schools have opened-ish. Ish. Um, you know, I feel like people are doing their, their part now, and I that's why the numbers are going down. Uh, people aren't sitting on the Mississippi River partying like they were in uh, May, in April. Yeah. You know, I think people have taking a moment to go, you know what? All right. Maybe this shit is real. 
You know? You know, I know a guy that knows a guy that got it. Oh, well, how do you know that guy? Well, I've gone camping with him two months ago. Oh, now he's got COVID. You know, I feel like people now are saying, oh, I better just stay home and relax. I I really, uh, man, it's a, it's a difficult position to be in because I had assumed when, when I first saw these cases going up, my, the idea that I was thinking was that uh, this before, like I learned a lot over the course of just like this pandemic was that um, there was only three outcomes to this three or four outcomes uh, to this either a, so many stupid people are going to be out there getting uh, infected that uh, we're talking about a lot of people to create herd immunity um, because I know it, it, the numbers have to be like one in four or one out of five people have to have antibodies to it. But now you're seeing studies that are showing that there's a possible reinfection rate to it, that it's something similar to the common cold almost where, you know, just because you've developed antibodies for it, those aren't, those antibodies aren't capable of fighting the, the it's a flu. Yeah. It's, well, it's evolving it's, it's too, right? It's constantly yeah, evolving so too. This it, it might be something that lives with us, right? For for yeah, let me let me look something up real quick. Make sure I can. Uh... Yeah. So the, the, what current me is thinking now is that I'm hoping that the disease kind of evolves to be something like the common cold, where eventually it evolves in a way that it prioritizes infection rates, but doesn't fixate so much on on giving people like. Uh, pneumonia and and damaging their lungs and all of these other aspects that and and extreme uh, inflammation because inflammation is like big with COVID, right? Um, inflammation is big. Um, really uh, hard. Like assisted breathing is where you're you're going. <laughs> you're re- you're really struggling for air. Um, so go back to just rewind, like. A minute. What was the the last part you said about the numbers um, decreasing and, and and having pneumonia? So I was I was saying that there was um, I didn't even finish the thought, but I was saying that initially when the pandemic first started, that I was thinking that there was uh, only a few ways that this really was going to die off. One was that uh, herd immunity was going to be a thing, but for that to happen. I think the numbers are like one out of four, one out of five people have to have developed antibodies to them. Antibodies, correct. Yeah. Um, but that would have been in the course of like a disease, like um, not like the common cold, where it was a disease where essentially your body develops an anti, like a um, antibodies that kind of live with you and the disease itself doesn't really evolve. Um, but that's not the case now. And so herd immunity is probably something that's not even going to be a thing. It might tackle the eradication of it but you would require such an, a spike of infection rates and then would, our numbers would have to double yeah it would have to be ridiculous to yeah it yes. would have to be super ridiculous for that to so in all likelihood that would be devastating to the hospital system you would have there wouldn't be enough hospital employees there wouldn't be enough ventilators uh in the united states i don't believe yeah you would have um, uh, to even... so much death so much yeah, death it, it would be very bad and, and but then the vaccine is also a thing so like this is where i'm getting to is that i don't see an end to this disease unless there is some kind of viral medication that really targets 
either replication. I don't know if CRISPR technology, if people are working on something as extreme as, as gene editing to see if there's a way to, um, to, to develop, uh, like I, I, to wire antibodies hmm. in a way to kind of target just the CRISPR genetics. Or I, I, I mean, honestly, because if herd immunity is not a thing, I don't really trust vaccines that are being accelerated in such a way. Correct. Uh, I feel like vaccines are being very pushed. And um, I don't like the idea that people are going to be just putting like, I'm not for the conspiracy of being an anti-vaxxer. I've never been for that. Like I've always taken all my vaccines. My daughter who I recently had has had all her vaccines done when they need to be done. But those are vaccines that I've gone through multiple years of studies and you got to vaccine your kids, man. That's yeah. like number one. People yeah. that don't do that are honestly, very uneducated in what life is. Yeah. Um, those people can go eat trees the rest of their life. And I don't care, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, I, but a, a vaccine that comes out in less than a year, <sighs> that is scary. Yeah. It's very scary. Um, it's very dear. I dare I say Naziistic. It's reckless. Um, I feel like it's super reckless. It's, yeah. It's very reckless. It's very, I feel like there's so much things that aren't being let out about this vaccine. We should have, we should have every single abled body that can even comprehend what this COVID COVID situation is. I'm I'm talking, taking every brighted mind to say, you know what, we're going to take two years Okay, and we're going to study this, and we're going to do this every day. They need to run it like NASA, in my opinion. They need to say, you know what? There's a team of a hundred doing this. There's a team of a hundred doing this, and then they take the worst cases that are alive right this moment, and start them on a vaccine, and have that go for another six months. Yeah, and see how they see what happens through a trial of a very, very harsh. I'm sure. Um, medicine. I don't even want to call it medicine because I. It's you know I, I don't. Yeah, this like, is uh, where I, I, my like, work. I don't even know yeah. where, but yeah. like ultimately, the point I'm getting to is like I don't know how it ends though, because like ultimately, I don't think we're going to see an end. That's scary though, because like you then have to talk about like out the bigger picture of things. Uh, above this is the economics of things, like. And, and, and families, uh, sadly, we live in such a capitalistic society and, and, um, you know, people are trying to just survive in general. Like most people don't have a means to have a savings or, uh, because life is just that difficult for them at the moment. Yeah. And now you compound that with having kids and these kids possibly not having the ability to go to school. You have to take the time off from not working to be able to, to sustain that. I mean, the only way I really could perceive us surviving is this country t- taking on massive amount of, of debt, like in numbers far greater than, you know, what was passed legislatively in recent time, which w- most people would argue wasn't even enough. And, and clearly it wasn't because I mean, you have people, the, uh, it, it just, it, it makes you wonder what, economics are going to be like in america it makes you wonder like are we going to see something even worse than the financial crisis of 2008 which was a super devastating time period um like um and if if so like what does that mean ultimately for 
people and I think the the sad thing is that we we're in a country where you know your insurance is tied to your to your employment um mm-hmm. if if you don't if you're not working you might qualify for medicaid and but states only have so much funds allocated for so many people they have most have none yeah and so, so like you need the federal government to subsidize that stuff which is even more debt you um, know with you bringing up that you know this this world that we live in is is very our world does not go around unless we have debt this this world we live in is is being funded by debt um if you really break down what financially what's going on we we have a value of a dollar that is is worth nothing anymore it's worth nothing oh yeah um it's a piece and of paper, I mean, banks banks are banks are held in gain by debt um health insurance companies are built off of debt right so buying a car is the same thing everything that we if you look at the world as a debt figure instead of a uh money this is what it's worth uh, of hard value the only thing we do that is with gold right and we don't even know how much of that we have we really we as human beings and of normal population of income and education we know nothing of what how much gold we have or whatever so our value of the dollar when we talk about that i, I don't really see a a point in really caring of what i know it's it's scary to like wrap your hand around that what's the point of caring about money when our money already means absolutely nothing well i think right? uh ultimately so the you're 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 right to a degree so like economics is actually what i studied um okay so you're the the art the argument that debt really doesn't matter is true when there's economic growth a a tied towards the the debt so the moment we started borrowing we already failed uh the the system already failed itself so when the moment you borrowed that means you owed money and you owe with interest always on all money borrowed so the first dollar borrowed even when it was paid back required additional money to be towards paid towards that that Mm -hmm. just didn't exist so the system of debt you know uh, and it's going to continue on until the the country goes bankrupt um and what that means ultimately is a lack of confidence in 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 the 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 monetary system that you use um and but that's our the, system isn't working no it's 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 not um uh, the crazy thing though is that like we know that uh we're amassing this debt but it doesn't really matter to the average citizen because they still f- feel that the dollar that they have in their hand is um has monetary value. value to it. Yeah. has monetary value to it. And it's, it's, uh, um, can be used as a means to, to value what your time is worth. The moment that that confidence is lost though, that's when the system collapses. And I think the, the, the total number of debt doesn't really matter. It's more the, how much that debt affects my mental thought process of, of like, is my money worth anything anymore? Yeah. So we're, we're actually like, we're pretty like spot on with how like we're both. I think the same thing, like what you're saying. I'm just very, I'm not very good at uh, putting words out there. I'm more of um, a, 
you explain something to me and I'll put it into the normal man terms where other people can, I can understand smart people to dumb it down for stupid people. I know that's terrible. That's a great quality to have, to be honest. It's a, it's a really good quality, but it's also very demanding. It's very controversial and it's very, it's very like sneaky. And it's very like it's a hard thing to really stomach sometimes because I, you know, I'm like one of those guys that pride myself on being an asshole and being like, I'm just going to tell you what I think and how I think maybe things can be better or what I have done to make my life good, you know, or happy that right now other people just dismiss it because it's a new idea. Right. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's one of the means as to why uh, social media has blown up in such a ways because it's Ugh, don't even get started on that. Yeah, I know. Um, though, I mean, ultimately, if you got fixated on current events and that's all you heard, um, life would probably look a lot darker <laughs> than than it yeah, really does. Dark. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, compared I... to like the silly TikTokers lifestyle and. Instagrammers. I mean, it's really a means to really block out just what life really is. Yeah, yeah. honestly, like, like seeing the bigger I'm picture. I'm that guy. Things. I'm that guy that's like, hey, you know what? It's fucking raining outside, and you don't have an umbrella. Why don't you have an umbrella? And they're like, don't need one. Like those people to me are what we need more of because they're like just living. Like they're just living their life the way they want to, and like. <sighs> I feel like the people that kind of go against the grain a tiny bit, tiny bit are the people that are like, you know what? All right. They're the ones that are going to come ahead of everything and all this, you know, with, I, I feel like those are the people that aren't going to the dark side. Those are the people that are going to hold up uh, the United States and hold up each, even as small as every County. You get a group of people that, you know, hold some true values of telling people how it is or, or what's what's real in the world and, and with all this fake news and fake feelings of, of feeling what the internet's telling you instead of what really uh, our bodies are really capable of understanding and what how powerful our brains are. I feel like people with technology and social media, people don't realize that they have their own brain to use and they have their own everybody has a voice so use it and if you do not want to use it and stay on social media and i'm not saying social media is a bad thing obviously i'm sitting here on on twitch and i'm on twitch all the time you know i'm on twitter all the time and i don't frown upon it but i do feel really bad for the people that just go oh you know what i've had facebook since the day it came out and i always throw all my troubles on there and they wonder why they get nothing but uh in their life. Yeah. They don't ever think outside the box. They really, you know, maybe we can blame education, but I don't think that is it. Maybe we can blame poor income uh, families. Maybe we can blame uh, abusive parents for this. And I don't, I think people now need to dig deep and say, I'm going to have my own thought. I'm going to put my phone down for four hours a day. When's the last time you, I'm asking you personally, when's the last time you went out with your wife and you sat at a table and you didn't touch your phone or take a picture of your meal oh, or yeah. leave it in the car? Never. 
I, th- I think I think the issue really stemmed from uh, the individualism, uh, the idea. So there, it's it's such a it's such a, um, a a difficult thing to really um, wrap myself around because it's a double bladed sword. So as society has moved forward the weight of an individual's thoughts and, and words has become more weighted than it's ever been before in the history of man. Like a complete stranger can post something crazy on Twitter about it, like uh, um, a product or service. And that company needs to respond because if not, it could become a big clusterfuck for that company. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so you as an individual really have a lot of say, a lot more say now. So than ever before, and I think the focus in in appreciating that level of power and the level of of influence that you have for for a lot of people is something that they Sorry just that. yeah no worries that they're not um, they're not normally used to and it's strengthening like this idea that you you matter that you that your individual approach to things is important is a great thing but on the other side of things uh, it also develops a mindset of narcissism. And the idea that, and eventually what's deteriorating this country and the world, honestly, I feel like is the idea that my time's more valuable than your time. And so my like, Hey world, look at me. Like, I mean, the, I mean, my podcast is a perfect example of that like I'm hoping that more people listen to me more than someone else or, um, because I want this to grow and evolve and, I want more people to hear my thoughts, but ultimately, what is what is the meaning behind that? What is the what is the point of that? Um, it is, it, I don't know ultimately, but I know that it, it feels empowering to have a system like that and a platform like that. But at the same time, I try as much as I can to also be appreciative of community and, and people. And, and I've always had an internalized philosophy that, you know, my, my happiness will never be a derivative of someone else's, uh, um, displeasure pain. or yeah. And mm-hmm. pain. And so like, if I, if I could do something myself and it only affects me and, or like if it involves other people and a lot, but it doesn't negatively influence them, then that's a choice I need to make. And that's a, a good choice to take in life. But, you know, I think that's a really, I think that's a very, noble and like manly thing way to think but at the same time though it's not a perfect system as well because uh, there are vulnerable yeah well and there's certain things that you do want in life that no matter what there's opportunity costs that you're just not willing to take and you know to be a hundred percent congruent with that idea is something i wish i could be but you know we're all humans we all make mistakes and so there are times that you do put yourself ahead of another person um because you feel like yours. yeah because you feel like that that it's going to give you a better platform to then like i you internalize the justification is that like if if i get ahead then i can spread this message that i want to spread but ultimately like you're still breaking the philosophy that you have to try to put yourself ahead sometimes it, yeah, and you're, you try to you're weigh always that conflicted yeah. yeah 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 you you weigh people People that think that way, um, from outside looking in, I'm very optimistic. I'm very optimistic, very um, – I will give my shirt to anyone. I don't care if my gut's hanging out and everybody can see. Like, 
I am the type of guy that if you call me and you say, hey, man, you told me you're going to be here, I'm going to show up. Like, I kind of lost where I'm going with that because I'm reading some stuff right now. <laughs> I have good. somebody, I, I have a friend in here that, that keeps coming in and out and he's messaging me and he's, he's just kind of, he's hitting some points that him and I are very similar and um, he's a lot smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, he's just telling me to be careful with what I say. Yeah. Is all. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I, I like, I'm, I'm the this same caught way. Me off guard tonight. This caught me off, and it's hitting me now. It caught me off guard tonight. Um, this is super fun and super cool. And I hope when I'm haven't had five beers, we can actually talk more on an educated level and not have ran together sentences and me cutting you off. I'm sorry for that. Oh, you're good, man. Um, That's, conversations but, are great. You know, with, with what you're saying is everybody, Everybody takes a little notch off themselves of their morals and standards to one up somebody. And sometimes it's very painful. Like you were explaining, you know, sometimes you have to step over the guy that's laying down to get ahead and get people to be on your platform or get your voice heard. And I don't feel if you do it the right way, I don't feel it's malicious or wrong. Yeah. towards your idealistic um, way of living your life. I think what you said was like very valid. And I, I don't think you should look at it as a bad, in a bad way. I think you should look at it as like, Hey, like I did step over this guy, but you know, who knows, maybe this guy will come work for me one day or, or, and, and I'm, I'm breaking it down to like the smallest, you know, what ifs yeah. uh, just to make it easier to understand. But like, you know, you could step over me today and, and I could leave and come back in a month and your this podcast could have 30,000 people in it. You know, we, we don't know. And if that, if it took you stepping over a bunch of hurdles and you, you can live with those hurdles that you've jumped over, I think that's a very good way to live your life. And I think a lot of people have lost that way. Yeah. And, uh, because they, they allowed so much of their, their direct happiness to come as a derivative of, of others, which I just uh, I think is one of the downsides of social media. It's one of the, the, the things about it because that platform Holy fans. could yeah. Um, I, I think if uh, I, you know that that could be desires uh, if if you're able to gauge your desires, you know I, do I have an ultimate problem with with something like a platform like Holy fans? No, I, I personally know a lot of people that are on that platform. Um, I as well do. Yeah, uh, um, and I personally will never go on something like that. I mean, clearly. What you um, mean? I thought we, you and I were going to hook up. And do something, <laughs> you know what I'm um, but uh, hey, what's up, Alex? How I'm you doing, right? man? Dude, um, I haven't played with you guys in a minute. Yeah. Uh, um, I but like ultimately, I I think that um, you know, I I I understand why they do that especially during a crisis like right now like i can respect if that's your only means right now to get the income that you need to survive then you know i know a lot of people here in Make las vegas yeah well las vegas has been hit pretty hard from this yeah, pandemic so, so. Uh, i i know i've known obviously uh, people that are listening don't know i've known you for two years we met playing a wonderful video game and we've we've had good times and i know that you live in vegas um, I also own a home in Boulder City, as you know. Yeah. And I was just recently there, 
And I was there Mother's Day until, oh man, I don't remember. I think I stayed for a month. And I went downtown, man, and it was it was nobody. Like the pictures that I have, you could you could play like football downtown Vegas yeah. on the strip. Oh yeah, you know, and it, it's it's man, so weird. It's wild. This this I, whole thing is very weird. It's so it's so weird, just like how this entire, but like yeah, this city's been it's it's been super devastated. I start off this podcast. Uh, a friend of mine asked me today on Facebook what uh, my thought like a year ago. I claimed that I'm never going to be owning property, and so he wanted to find, just out of nowhere. He was like, "Hey, I you know I'm just curious if you, your philosophy is still like you don't want to own, like you just want to rent." And I actually appreciate my decision to not own. Because there was a moment in my life where I got furloughed. My wife works from home, uh, but I got mm-hmm. furloughed, and and my her income alone cannot pay for like all our needs. And luckily, you know, we had money saved up. But there was a moment for like a month after I got furloughed, I was like, man, I wonder really how bad it's going to be here in Las Vegas. Am I ever going to be able to get anything? And uh, like, do we start thinking about damage control and like reaching out to my family and telling them like, hey, if it doesn't work out out here, like. Can I, can we stay with you guys for a little bit until like this whole yeah. kind of blows over? And, you know, I like to be a person that is always prepared. Like, I don't like to be the person that just wastes the last minute and sits around. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but I also did not want to be put in a position where if I worked, I had to leave the house and be out, uh, risking myself getting COVID-19 because I've taken this pandemic very serious, very, very serious. Like the, in March, I did not. you didn't, I did. No. I got, so. You know, I'll be honest with you. I haven't left my house I'm... like f- except for four times. Oh no! Seriously, dude. so four times. so and, let and me tell since you. Since March. Wow. So yeah. I flew from Minnesota to uh, I flew from Minnesota to Las Vegas on May fourth. There was twelve people on my flight. Twelve, and we all were spaced out. That was Everybody the best to time to fly, to be honest, because now it's oh, not dude, like that. Let me tell you. Oh, let me tell you. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> if you're willing to risk it, I know a lot of people frown upon it. Well, it's not like that it, anymore. Like now they're packed. It's, now, yeah, oh, yeah, they're packed. Yeah, yeah they're now packed, they're packed. packed. The way you did it but, was like honestly the best time to have traveled. Yeah, yeah. I, I got very lucky. But, dude, let me tell you, there's something very ominous and something very scary about being on a plane with only 10 to 12 people. I think there was 12 people plus the pilots. So like, I'll have to send you some pictures of like my flight and the airport. Cause it's very ominous, very weird. And like, I really remember this one specific guy. He, all the machines were, you know, quarantined off. You couldn't play. You couldn't do any of that. And this guy had no mask on drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette. And playing on a slot machine in a non-designated area that's closed. Yeah. And nobody had the balls to go over there and tell him, put that shit out, put a fucking mask on. If you don't have one, take one. Right? Nobody had the balls to do that. And it, it blew my mind that that was acceptable then and it's still acceptable now. Oh, yeah. And going through all of the airport stuff, it really made me like realize that people do value their lives and people do value the people around them. Right. And I feel 
There's just those ones. There's just like uh, yeah, a minority I feel like there's of people just, that there's, just there's, don't. There's one, yeah, yeah. There's that one bad egg that really ruins it for everybody. Yep. And it really made me feel uncomfortable. And, you know, I don't – getting back to with you furloughed, did you work for – in the gaming uh, gaming? Uh, no, so I, le- uh, so I left uh, – so I was working at – I think when we first met, I was working as a nightclub host – Left that. Oh, um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, I remember so, that. So um, was doing that. I left that a, a year and a half ago and was working in the cannabis space, actually. And so I was helped launch a massive, um, a big cannabis brand. It was actually the first alcohol company to get into cannabis. Uh, I, I, if anything, I think we're in, or we're not in Minnesota, but you know the, the alcohol, Fireball. I know Fireball is big yes, in Minnesota. yes. Um, and so, uh, fireball whiskey came out with a cannabis product, a cannabis gummies. And so we launched them out here in Nevada and one of my good friends is actually one of the partners. And so I was working with him and unfortunately when the pandemic had hit, it forced a lot of dispensaries to, um, really shut the doors to anyone outside of customers. And, um, so it really impacted a lot of business for us. Sales, uh, went down pretty bad and so you know unfortunately but understandably the company had to make a decision to furlough people and and i was there and very recently i was asked if i wanted to come back to work but um no (laughs) because now i I do something completely different uh i was able to in the last three months land a job position where now i can work from home make great money make great residuals um not selling a product that I don't believe in. And so now I'm doing Medicare sales. So the last three, but honestly, I would have never, if you would have asked me last year, did you ever think you were going to be doing something like you're doing now? The answer would have been, no, no. no um, right. I completely enjoyed, you know, selling cannabis products and, and being involved in that industry. And uh, I've told you, did you was, work at the Grove? Uh, no. So okay, I didn't work at a, a specific dispensary. I worked in, um, and marketing and, and making sure that these, oh, okay. yeah. So I made sure that these dispensaries had, uh, the cannabis product, like our cannabis products there and, and, um, help educate like the staff and customers on the product. And, um, it was a great, great job position. A lot of marijuana in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Same dude. Same. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, you know, when I had my daughter, I, I stopped doing, I had her in December, and so um, I told myself I'm going to be sober as a parent. And so I actually haven't touched a product since. So the idea that no I got for a load. No nothing? Uh, nothing, yeah. No alcohol. No, no nothing. CBD? No, no nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, no dude, that's insane. That's, yeah, that's, that's longest, really good. Cause this is the longest ago, I've dude. gone sober my entire, since I was, since I've been eight, like 18 probably. This is the longest I've been sober. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the weirdest thing ever because my yeah. lifestyle was completely opposite of that. But. So, I have to. Uh, I gotta go check on my barbecue here in a minute. But I want to leave you. I, I don't don't have to get off. Uh, I would like to get another beer and go check my barbecue. But I was gonna actually um, end this podcast soon, anyways, man. Okay, so the timing is perfect. Fine. Yeah. Um. Well, on that note, then I would really like to get together and when I'm completely sober and get something down on a piece of paper or whatever and 
I'll send some contacts back to you and maybe I can get a few of my buddies that work at the Mayo Clinic to kind of step in and kind of say some things. That would be great. I, yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. Like that. And then I, I also, with living in, I'm a West Coast boy. I grew up in Los, uh, Los, Los Angeles and like Long Beach and then I moved to Arizona. But anyway, uh, my very close member of my family um, owns THC of Nevada. Um, it's, it's right, right by the airport. Um, she does a lot of DME things and, and lots of, uh, oxygen and uh, lots of things that COVID patients are using. And I know for a fact, she would be more than willing to come in here as a, as a respiratory therapist and let you know what she's seeing in just the town that you live in. Okay. Um, my aunt's super cool. Um, cool chick. I, I will talk to her tonight and I'll talk to her about it and see, I'll get in talk, contact with you. And I had a good time, man. Yeah, like, man. I didn't, Thank you. It for... totally caught me off guard. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, I, I honestly, the, today up. was like a demo thing. I didn't really think anyone was really going to get involved. And, um, I just wanted to make sure that like I had systems in place. Obviously I learned that I didn't and, uh, I changed that up, but, uh, yeah, man, that the super awesome, man. Thank you for contributing and what it's been great to talk to you. It's been a while. Um, yeah, dude, it's been it's been a minute. It's been about probably about a year since I played with you guys. Oh yeah, for sure, and man. And even talked to you guys. And my life's been busy and crazy. Um, but I I really deeply I really appreciate you having me. It's so cool. Um, and I hopefully you'll have me back. And like I said, when I'm sober. And uh, we can talk more. And um, I was a little off tonight for sure. No, I you're you're it. great, man. But, uh, you were awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and I really hope, I really hope you stick with this and uh, you just find everything that you're looking for in life, man. Like, I'm a little bit of a hippie when it comes to that. Like, oh, as me my too, friends man. know me. Yeah, you me know, too. I want nothing but success for you and your family and. Uh, whatever goal you ever set yourself, I hope you accomplish it. And if you ever hard in times or whatever, just know you got a homie that happens to live in two different States. And if you ever need anything, I also live in Vegas <laughs> six months out of the year. So Boulder city, you're always welcome. Thank so, you, man. Thank uh, you so much. Hopefully you have me again. Thank you very much. And, uh, don't be a stranger, man. Bitch. Hit me up, man. Yeah. Hit me up yeah, on discord. Sure. Yeah. Let's do this again. All right, man. Well, you have a good night, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and uh, listen to my dumbass ramble on. <laughs> Thanks, right, boys. Again, man. Later. Later, bro. Um, on that note, uh, that was that was awesome. Uh, you know, that's one of the one of the reasons why I actually enjoy gaming uh, as an adult. Uh, a lot of younger people, actually, I that's a lie too. I've had a lot of younger people that I game with that appreciate like the, the ability to have older people that they can like, if they're that type of person that they can lean on exchanging ideas and, and networking and, and meeting people. Because one of the cool things about gaming is just like a lot of other hobbies is that it allows you to intermingle with people that have a common interest in what you have an interest in, but at the same time have completely different backgrounds and, and many different ways. And so I, I would have never thought that I would have had someone that has a background in the sub, one of the subjects I want to talk about today. And it was great having him on. Um, 
And uh, that's one of the reasons why I just enjoy gaming with people. And, you know, most of the time I don't really ever ask people what they do for work as well. Um, a, a lot of us use gaming as a, as a means of escape. And I don't really, the only time I really do is like if someone brings up something that sounds interesting, then I'm, I might ask them like what their professional background is. And uh, unfortunately, I never had asked him because I probably would have been picking his brain even before the pandemic to, to learn a little bit more about um, the medical field because I've always been fascinated by it. But um, on that note, though, like uh, definitely today was a big learning experience on just like how to do these live podcasts and um, some mistakes I made. And so on my audio on my podcast, there's going to be a gap where you don't hear my friend talking. Um, but that's just the things that uh, unfortunately I'm going to have to learn to to not make those same mistakes, but it did get fixed eventually. So, which was great. And it was a perfect time too, because he didn't really share anything at that point when I started to record that aspect of himself. So great discussions, great conversations, and and definitely looking forward to, to having him on to talk a little bit more in detail about COVID because this is a subject that's on a lot of people's minds and having people that are experts that are in the field that see these things day in, day out. Um, these are the people we need to listen to. They're the ones that are dealing with it all the time, you know, you shouldn't really be getting this type of news from the news from national news organizations. Cause I mean, I, I don't even listen to national news anymore. It's, it's so biased. And so um, I don't even want to use the term fake news because it's just been politicized in such a way that it's stupid. But honestly, there's a lot of incentive and derivative interest and, and, and big news organizations. And, I was actually watching a video yesterday about how, I mean, what, just give me, I've got to find the truth of myself. Yeah, for sure. Please, man. And uh, please let me know a time that we can chit chat and talk. Um, Cause I would love to have you and your friends on. That would be so awesome to do something like that. Um, I'm planning on doing these live stream podcasts like every Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to be doing them at this exact same time. Uh, I want, I actually was planning on doing them in the afternoon, but a lot of things came up in, in today's life that I had to deal with. And so um, I'm going to try to see if I could do them in the afternoon. If not, then it's going to be around this time period that I do them. Uh, but if you guys aren't even open to doing a live one, but more like a recorded platform where we're talking, you know, for sure, that would be, that would be awesome. Um, but this has just been an awesome experience and, and I look forward to doing more of these as well. And who knows, maybe they'll evolve to just being more than one day. If I can get more and more people engaged in it, that would be great. But I'm always available. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I know the time difference as well. That's why I'm trying to do them earlier. So because there's there's definitely people I want to talk to on the East Coast where I'm originally from. And I know just doing them so late is probably going to, you know, hinder the amount of people that are going to be listening to this. But um, ultimately, and the, the big thing too now is like now that I know how it's how to manage this podcast live, I can start to market it more because I would love to market this kind of uh, idea, like my normal uh, podcast I do. Like I really just have been slowly growing it. I haven't really been putting a lot of work into it. It's light and fun, and you'll grow 100. I believe. Let it flow. I uh, yeah, I totally agree. You know not removing the whole attacking people or attacking ideas or, or things of that nature. I'd, I'd rather just have, that's the whole aspect of changing this to like, or the tongues out approach is just like keeping it cool, talking about subjects. If we get into like mini discussions and mini debates, I don't really 
have a problem with that. But I, I miss the in words of our <laughs> lover, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan, for sure. That I, I appreciate discussion. Look, discussion is something that society needs to bring back. There should be never an issue where two individuals have two different opposing ideas. There's a lot of history there to why someone has that means of thinking that way. And we need to come back as a society where we can agree to disagree on subjects and, but have in-depth discussions. Like that's just, that's what this podcast is about. Like I don't, I'm never going to be the person that that's going to say, like, I agree with everything that my, my um, counterpart and my podcast is going to be saying, and I'm not going to shy away from bringing up subjects that that person probably doesn't agree with. But I think it's in, in both of our rights to just be um, exposed to ideas that just aren't things that we normally are exposed to. And who knows, maybe you'll sway my, my perspective on things. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll help someone sway their perspective on things. But if not, there's nothing wrong with that either. There, you know, discussions are discussions and that, and it should be something that we all do. This whole idea of like hating on someone because they don't see eye to eye with you and, and trying to put someone in a category just because like, I don't consider myself a, 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 a liberal. I don't consider myself a conservative, but I do have certain things I agree with that liberals agree with. I have some things that I agree with that conservatives agree with. But if I like said like I'm for guns and gun ownership, that immediately puts me in a conservative side. I don't agree with that because there's a lot of things I don't agree with their perspective as well. I don't even agree with the whole idea of conservatism because that, that mean, to me that means like not – choosing to evolve and grow as a person on the other side though like i'm not for um a a lot of the extremities of of the liberal mindset but i i will i will say that I'm, i'm definitely a centrist that leans more on the left um over as i've gotten older uh but i i've listened to someone on joe rogan recently that that actually um described the political mindset the best way like you should be a communist with your family a liberal with your community a conservative with your statehood laws and you should be a libertarian with federal like the federal government and when when i heard it put that way i was like yeah you know that's kind of like the way i i see things like you know i i don't think socialism will work for everyone because like, I don't really see how a system like that can work, but like, obviously you should love the people and try to try to, you know, give as much as possible to your community of people and your family, especially your, uh, especially your family and your close friends. But when it starts to get into like strangers, I really don't think that like government, really can generalize help for everyone because everyone's so unique and so different. And so you can't really socialize the system like that. I do think that access to education, your eye. Okay. I actually have a sty. Uh, what's up, Donald? How are you doing? No, it's a sty that needs to go away. Um, it's been one of the, the worst things ever. Normally for whatever reason, I, I don't know. It started when I got LASIK like six years ago. Warren compressed, yeah. Warren compressed for sure. I saw an eye doctor last week, actually one of the very few times I left my house because it's been like more than two weeks and I got uh, antibiotics. And so I've been putting antibiotics, definitely helped out. It was way worse than this. 
Um, but like I'll get like a sty in this eye like once every other like year or so. It's just annoying. It's just something I have to deal with. Um, uh, it wasn't that bad. Like even the doctor told me that he was like, you didn't really need to see me. Yeah, it wasn't that bad actually. I for me it felt serious because it, normally my sties go away after about a week. Um, but this one, like I had for two weeks and I was worried that maybe it could have evolved to be something worse, but he was telling me like just today, like on that day that I went there, he was like on that day, I had seen people with way worse conditions where you have, he was honestly like for you, I would just recommend just doing warm compresses and that would probably help. But he was like, you know, that, that now that you're here though, I can't prescribe you an antibiotic. And so he went ahead and did that. Um, <laughs> uh unholy it definitely wasn't that as well um it could be um you know i'll rub my eye as well and i don't know just being a parent obviously you're just exposed to more baby stuff and so maybe that was that was probably what caused it because i don't leave my house ever so i know it had nothing to do with like me getting it from someone else and now i don't i wash my hands a lot alex like a lot more than the average person like so much that my hands are so dry and like it's really bad yeah it's it's like i actually uh my podcast yesterday was talking about that like how just my my skin gets so dry right now from washing my hands so much that i like literally had to buy moisturizers and and subscribe to like a dermatologist um and i actually have a dermatologist appointment tuesday to go see a dermatologist because i i just i need to get like figured out like you know a good moisturizer or whatever i do <laughs> watch before he pees i do afterwards on holy thanks man um i i don't do it every single i would literally wash my hands all the time because like even like with anything to do with my daughter like i always wash my hands before like i pick up my daughter i'm like a clean freak around my daughter i know i don't need to be but i am anyways um like anytime like i'm, I'm like fixing her bottles or preparing her food i always wash my hands i, I wash myself literally like probably more than 20 times a day i i definitely for sure know i do and i don't put lotion on after every time i wash my hands uh but i'm trying to get better about that so like my fingertips are dry and like that's been the most frustrating thing so Yeah, full hazy for sure. Honestly, I need to get a hazmat suit. And I know, like, washing my hands definitely does dry out my skin. And so that's why, I'm, like, I know I don't really need to see a dermatologist, but um, it's just good to see as you get older as well. So, like, I, I need to start taking better care of myself. And I have some questions to ask them. And um, I subscribe to, like, a dermatologist on YouTube, like a really big one. And uh, I bought a whole bunch of products that arrived today that I've tried out. I also take long showers and I, I wash myself all the time. I always shampoo my hair every single day. And I know these things are like super bad. So like hygiene has been like something I, I take too, to, too much of an extreme on. And I need to kind of like get back away from it. Especially because I don't go out a lot. Oh yeah. So this, uh, this is a cute book that my wife got me for Father's Day. Um, it's, uh, here, this camera, by the way, I got, you guys haven't seen yet, but I got this super awesome autofocus camera, but, um, essentially it's, 
Uh, it says like Luna, you'll always be my little girl. Oh, it's my mohawk. Yeah, my my hair is definitely getting like I didn't want to do my hair today. Like I showered right before this podcast, and I was like, I don't want to spend like 10, 15 minutes trying to do my mohawk. So I just put a hat on. But yeah, it's getting pretty long. My mohawk's getting pretty big. But yeah, it's an adorable. It's like my my wife customized the book. It's just a story about me and my daughter. But yeah, it's super cute. I love it a lot. Um, and then like my wife really couldn't customize like the. Um, she had to pick like uh, predetermined characters, but I mean she landed on them pretty well. Like my daughter doesn't have long hair yet; she still has short hair. Dude, honestly, if I if I brush my hair back all the way back, I could have a mullet. It's like if I like wet my hair, brush it all the way back, but the moment it dries, it just gets all crazy because like it's all like hair everywhere. Um, thanks, Donald. Um. Dude, I love this. Dude, check out the autofocus on this camera. This so this is Deadpool, right? Look at this; just insane, just how quick it autofocuses and just like goes back. Like, and then the the quality I'm using like a like less than 720p quality right now for the stream, but I'm getting an Elgato so I can get it to like 1080p 4K resolution. Dude, it looks so great on my camera, but it looks nothing like it does on stream. I promise you, like you would notice it even better. Um, uh, like my style. Can we get a cam model? <laughs> Honestly, that's, it's like, I'm wasting the, I'm wasting this resource right here because I'm not, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. Like I got it because I want to use it for like more recording. Like my daughter, uh, it's the Sony ZV-1, so ZS and Zebra, VS and Victor 1. It came out like a couple of months ago. It's meant for vlogging, but it's a really great uh, it's a really great camera to get into like video, like uh, filmography. And it takes phenomenal photos as well, actually. Um, but it's, it's, it uses the same lens, like the same, not lens, but it uses the same, I'm forgetting the term. Uh, I'm not big in, in photography, but I'm learning more about it. Um, it uses the same, it uses the same technology as like the Sony eight, uh, 6,000 series, which is like the, the mirrorless cameras. Oh, dude, I've had the ROG phone. Where is it? This is it right here with the shitty case, but let me take the case off of it. Um, but you'll notice, uh, like I cracked the front end of the screen, but I've had it for a while now. I actually just sent back the, the Samsung phone. I got the Samsung, uh, no ultra, the, the newest one. But yeah, like this is the the Asus phone with the blinking back screen with the dirt on it. But yeah, I cracked the screen right there on the top right here. But it's not it's not bad. But this phone this phone is awesome. I actually returned the Sony phone because I was like, I don't need that. Like I still love this phone. I've had it for a year now, and it just goes with like all the Asus theme stuff that I have as well. Yeah, unholy. Literally, if you listen to. Uh, my pot or go on my YouTube channel. Literally, I, I show, I don't really show the, the phone so much, but yeah, I literally sent it back yesterday. I dropped it off of in a FedEx box. I had it for like a week. I just wasn't impressed with the camera. I initially got it because I wanted to get more into filmography and photography and taking like good photos and, and videos of my daughter. And I really thought that the camera system was going to be like the best of the best. It was sold that way on YouTube. I watched a million reviews. I also like with my line of work that I do nowadays could have used a lot of the features on the note. Um, 
But for a thirteen hundred dollar phone, I was not impressed. To be honest, it was it was a great phone, but for thirteen hundred bucks, it just wasn't worth it. It was like the it's the only cell phone I've ever returned, and I've owned a ton of different phones. Their phones are like my thing, but yeah, it just wasn't worth it for me. For for like for other people, I would have rather spent. And so what I took that money and I I put it towards this camera that I have. So um. And I'm super glad that I did because I'm okay with my phone. My phone's great. It's still like one of the best Android phones out there. And um, really, the, they came out with the ROG Phone 3, I think it's the newest one. They just announced like a month ago. And really, they only did like simple changes. They did like an aesthetic change on it. Um, I don't... My phone's about to die, to be honest. Like the cool thing about this phone is I never have to charge it. Um and so, like, I'll let it get to, like, the very end. But um, I used to do some, like, Call of Duty on it and things of that nature, but I don't really game on it that much. Um, yeah, it's at 4%. But this thing, it's got a 6,000 milliamp battery on it. It's massive. Like, even at uh, the Note phone that I got, it had, a, like, a 40, 4,200 milliamp battery on it, and it still was able to, to last all day. This phone will last me a day and a half on, like, like like i took a ton of photos a lot of videos off of it still um and i do a lot of game not a lot of gaming but i'll do some gaming on it and i watch a lot of youtube on it and it'll last a whole a whole day and a half which is crazy um and that's with 120 hertz refresh rate on that phone turned on too that's not on 60 hertz so it's an impressive phone, and being a year old and still kicking it like that, it's pretty great. The only thing it doesn't have is 5G, but, I mean, I don't even use 5G. I don't leave my house, so I'm stuck using my super fast internet that I have at the house on my Wi-Fi. So, um, yeah, I'm going to wait it out. Um, this is the longest I've had a phone. It's like Literally, I go through a phone like every six months, and so it's going to be a year in, in – it's going to be a year in uh, – a year next month that I've had this uh, Asus phone, but it does its job, and I'm I'm super impressed with it. Oh, he did. I saw him stream actually. I I meant to I meant to say something in his stream, but he like turned it off for a second and then he turned it back on. But at that point, I was uh, doing stuff with my daughter, and I came in like uh, halfway through it. But he, uh, I wanted to say like what's up and things like that nature. That's cool that you came into your Discord though. I don't know the game that he was playing when I was watching it. It was it was yesterday or the day before. Um, but not entirely sure what what the game was that he was playing. And um but I, I need to say what's up to him. Fall guys, dude. I love Fall Guys. Honestly, let me end by the way, I'm gonna end my podcast now. I've been keeping this going. Uh for an hour and 40, 40 minutes. So I'm going to end the, the, the podcast real quick and then I'll, I'll keep talking on, on, on Twitch for a second. But to everyone listening to this podcast, thank you so much. Catch me every Sunday live on Twitch. I'll link it on, on the anchor uh, or this podcast. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening.